Hello, Simon here using an Amazon polysynthetic voice. It's first thing Friday so insiders get fix, my weekly email newsletter. Read the original with all think links at addictivelondon.com. And in the meantime enjoy this audio version. Fix Insider March 17th. AI so the main news is chat 4 has launched, with a great reaction so far. The New York Times writer Kevin Rose talks of how GPT-4 is exciting and scary. The bit with the most noise is probably the story that chat GPT-4 turned a back-of-the-envelope sketch of a website into a fully-coded working demo. In the mid-90s, at the height of modem media Poppy Tyson, we would have charged dollar for that. I spent a fascinating evening at one of London's top strategy firms this week discussing how AI will affect the media and entertainment sector and played around with some of the new startups sitting on top of the new capabilities. It's hard to disagree with Wired when they say let the AI gold rush begin the need to process huge amounts of data means AI is really a game for the cloud players, Google, Microsoft and, soon, Amazon, but there are huge opportunities to sit on top of these platforms and create magic. And huge amounts of value. Google have announced the next generation of AI for developers and Google Workspace. The FT report PwC are testing how chatbots can speed up their lawyers and A16Z look at the generative AI revolution in games. Imagine ChatGPT combined with Unreal Engine. Merchant. Novel delivery methods keep getting trialed, the co-op are taking the robots they have been using in Milton Keynes into Manchester and drone pioneer Zipline have evolved from parachute drops to a droid that detaches from the drone and delivers the goods before reattaching. But good old-fashioned van delivery is reverting to pre-pandemic levels. A key element in the poor John Lewis results was the decline in online sales at Waitrose, down from 17% in 2021 to 14% last year, similar to pre-pandemic levels. U.S. research shows the grocery market normalizing over there too. The expanding user base for online grocery illustrates its growing reach, but the changing role it plays is evident from contractions in the use of multiple receiving methods and average order frequency, which mostly muted the gains in reach. Modern retail report this is common to DTC businesses too. Recent earnings from publicly traded DTC startups indicate that once hot brands are now struggling. If growing the sector is proving hard, how about stealing share? Given how competitive the UK grocery sector is, could someone look at online as a way to grow? Once the inherent unprofitability in home delivery would make that unthinkable. But now, growing online sales has new benefits, it grows ad inventory at the same time. The profitability of ads could change the economics here. The latest to go for this potentially lucrative new revenue scheme is Asus, partnering with Criteo. They were early adopters, launching ads back in 2021, but the new model is much more ambitious. Mentioning YouTube dropping overlay ads last week, I highlighted the importance of the customer experience and how ads need to be placed carefully. Here are some tips on how to manage this tension, including emphasizing the quality of creative, not quantity of impressions to command high CPMs, and to avoid the need for high ad loads. In a long but fascinating article the Wall Street Journal profiles the merger of U.S. grocery chains Kroger and Albertsons. As well as good insight into modern retailing it covers their move into online, Kroger now sell across Florida despite having no physical stores in the state, and both have moved into merchant media. Kroger uses consumer data to build loyalty programs and sell advertising to brands, putting it in emails, coupons and on its website. This brings it into competition with tech giants' data-driven advertising arms at Facebook parent Meta Platforms Incorporated and Alphabet Incorporated's Google. The supermarket is also staking out a presence on platforms such as Snapchat and Smart TVs, another venue where the company can sell ads for products.
Albertsons in late 2021 started its digital advertising business, and the company is using data to offer coupons and rewards through its loyalty programs, which have grown to 33 million users. Albertsons's digital offerings now include recipes and health-related content. Tesco are adopting an Amazon tactic, charging brands for the fulfillment costs of selling online. It's no surprise this hasn't gone down well, with most suppliers fearing the rest of the grocery market will follow suit. But these brands are the same people talking with Tesco about running ads with them. The fulfillment ensures you are listed and the ads ensure you are seen. How incrementality can help solve retail media's measurement problem. Ad. Exchanger. The FT on Prime, the soft drink, the playground prime craze is a lesson in modern marketing. TikTok. The UK government has banned TikTok from government mobile phones and the US government demanded ByteDance sell TikTok. I don't think we are in the end game yet. But next week the TikTok chief exec Xu Zichu will testify before the U.S. House Energy and Commerce Committee. If that goes badly. Who would buy TikTok? I think GAFA would struggle with regulators but Microsoft were a leading candidate back when Trump was trying to ban TikTok. The drum has looked at which brands would be most affected by a closure interesting to see Amazon as the top U.S. advertiser. In the meantime lots going on with the platform including video insights so you can see which parts of your ads are working. And Maxwell the cat is everywhere, we explain why in the latest good TikTok creative. Newf. It should be no surprise that Netflix are said to be reviewing its partnership with Microsoft. Now they have a team in place and a decent launch behind them, they are looking at options, with an ex-Comcast exec advising. Will they buy or build? Is buying Roku still an option? Discovery is a recurring theme in Fix. Knowing what's on and where, is friction in streaming. The SVB saga triggered a lot of interest in watching the big short but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Oxios have a new tool that suggests what you need to subscribe to, depending on the shows you want to watch. Disney's Bob Iger took a pop at his streaming competitors this week. Every one of them is going to be highly profitable in a couple of years and grow subs by the tens of millions. It can't possibly happen. They are, all seeking the same subscribers and in many cases competing for the same content. Not everybody is going to win but it sounds like the gold rush for content creators may be coming to an end with Iger saying. Because the streaming platforms require so much volume, one has to question whether that's the right direction to go, or can you be more curated? Alex Hole of Samsung argues the big players in streaming should also have an ad-supported channel to complement the premium subscription one. I agree, Amazon have shown the way with IMDB, rebranded to Free V. Add in the wealth of first-party data available from merchant media and these could become very profitable but they need to manage the customer experience, Peacock appears to have a frequency problem. The backstory on how Ted Lasso became a multi-million dollar business. The attempt to bring the story to life cost leads pound millions. Ads. Procter & Gamble's CMO Mark S. Pritchard makes the case that how much you spend on advertising is less important than how you spend the money, setting out the principles that P&G use and illustrating the approach with a Pampers case study. With first-party data and other sources, the Pampers media team also creates precise smart audiences using a proprietary algorithm to define consumer groups across the various stages of baby and child development. Pampers reaches these smart audiences through programmatic media, buying and serving digital communication only to who they want to reach, and in a way that avoids excess ad frequency so the same person won't see the same ad over and over. This is a good look at how Ozone are growing the spend with the UK premium publishers. This private marketplace-like approach works well for brands, publishers and readers but another UK publisher reach gets a real kicking in this piece, with the poor customer experience called out as a real problem. Our friends at Nest have a good new resource, The Real looks at ad creative trends.
Fast Company call out the 10 most innovative companies in advertising of 2023. Great essay from Benedict Evans talking about the Amazon advertising business, with a good podcast on the same topic. Uber is making its biggest play yet for the $10 billion US out of home at market. The regulator's appetite for ad tech remains strong, a report commissioned by the EU makes. A strong case to reform digital advertising and indicates the status quo is unsustainable for individuals, publishers and advertisers. Plus plus. Meta gives up on NFTs for Facebook and Instagram, The Verge. Venture Capital Report, Volume, How VC Firms Use Content. UK to relax EU GDPR data protection law to save business costs, Bloomberg. Netflix, Shine and Mr. Beast, Benedict Evans. Billions of people play games, yet marketers still aren't spending, ad, exchanger. Do you have lightning in a bottle? How to benchmark your social app, Andresen Horowitz. Tim Cook bets on Apple's mixed reality headset to secure his legacy, Financial Times. Vinyl records outsell CDs for the first time since 1987, Wall Street Journal.